National folks can say whatever they want. Nothing should change. The ref still screwed up. Dan Campbell explained it more today. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy New Year, everybody. Matt Derry with you. It is New Year's Day, a Monday, January 1st into Tuesday, January 2nd. Locked on Lions on the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every single day. Talking Detroit Lions football with you, the greatest fans in the NFL. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, at Locked on Lions. Matt Derry on uh, Facebook fan page. Threads at The Real Matt Derry. And thank you for those of you that subscribe. We got over 9,000 subscribers on our Locked on Lions YouTube channel. Uh, today's episode of Locked On Lions, the first of this calendar year of 2024, brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We're going to hear from Dan Campbell today. I got some audio to play you from today's press conference, the Monday presser following the Saturday night game, of course, in which the Lions lost. 20 to 19 to the Dallas Cowboys in controversial fashion. I can tell you this recording on a Monday evening, nothing has changed. The league hasn't come out and said anything. Uh, the game hasn't been <laughs> handed over to the Lions. Uh, Brad Allen hasn't been suspended. Brad Allen hasn't been told he's not working week 18. Not, nothing's really changed other than the fact that Dan Campbell today was asked to, now a couple of days later, reiterate what happened, explain what happened, uh, talk about what took place Saturday night with the uh, reporting penalty and, and the illegal touching and the Taylor Decker, Dan Skipper situation. And, and the bottom line is this, whether Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk or sources around the NFL say, well, the league looks at it like this, deception and gamesmanship and the Lions took a risk. Give me a break. Deception and gamesmanship are what the league is about. You are trying to deceive the other team in any way you can in a legal fashion. <clears throat> if this referee, Brad Allen, would have just said, number 68 is reporting, his screw-up, none of this would have taken place. He messed up. And, and, and the notion that there's people around the league or Florio or whomever, and I'm fine with pro football talking, Mike Florio. We've had Michael David Smith on this podcast before from PFT. I, I'm good with them. But Florio saying, well, you know, deception and gamesmanship and, the, and it cost the Lions and Dan Campbell. No, it worked. That two-point play worked. Taylor Decker went over to the official and told him he was reporting. Dan Skipper came over to deceive certainly Dallas. But this notion that, well, Dan Skipper reported a zillion times during the game. And that's why Brad Allen only looked at Skipper. Dan Skipper reported as an eligible receiver, one time on Sunday or Saturday night, one time. That according to, in courtesy of TJ Lang, Lions sideline reporter and friend of the program, um, once. So this notion that, oh yeah, the Lions have this guy that reports all the time as, a, as an eligible receiver, Dan Skipper. Yeah, they use Dan Skipper in jumbo packages. They've had him report before, but like, like this is a big part of the Lions offense. It's seven, eight times a game, Brad Allen or whichever referee, sees Dan Skipper and goes, oh yeah, 
Watch the replay again. Watch the tape. Allen, Allen, for some reason, is ignoring Taylor Decker. We've all seen the memes and the gifts uh, of, of the guy turning around or looking ahead at 70 and 68. We've seen all the funny gifts and the memes. The bottom line is Brad Allen screwed up. And he has a history this season of screwing up on numerous occasions. All right. We went over this the other day. The Lions got screwed. Now, what I liked what Dan Campbell said today was, we're moving ahead. This is going to be jet fuel for us. I'm fired up. The team's fired up. And, and, and this is going to motivate us even more. And you could look up and go, all right, in two weeks, the Lions could have to play Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay and the Rams first. And then they might just have to go back to Dallas. Well, team's going to be laser focused for both of those games. There will be no excuses about, about uh, motor or energy or focus. There'll be none of that. The Lions will be ready to play both of those games. Uh, we, we can tell you that. that. That's a lock. I want to play you the audio and I want to respond to it. This is Dan Campbell from today, his press conference, courtesy of our friends at Detroit Lions. Dot com. Let me get this queued up. Um, talking about what took place and more in depth as he was asked by Dave Burkett about the play the other night. Again, this audio courtesy of DetroitLions.com. If you're running a play like that and 70 is your jumbo tight end and they know that because that's what he does for you and then you're going to decide you're going to make 68 eligible and he walks over to the ref and then the ref stands over 68 before you play and they hold the ball and they stand over and point at him. Do you think you're going to be able to throw the ball to 68? No. So it's about eligibility. That's what it's about. And it has nothing to do with the ref. The ref knows. He knows because 68 reported. It's for the defense so that they see three different people. And you're just hoping they happen to not hear that it's 70. That's all. Now, you saw what Hutch did last year here at Green Bay. They did the same thing to us, and Hutch picked it off, right? Antenna was up, just kind of, oh, all right. He made a play. You had said you spoke to the officials beforehand, I guess, in talks. Yeah, you guys want to talk about this. I'm, I'm not getting into it. You know, um, when they talk about it, say there are three scores that coaches draw off the play specifically with the official. Was that specifically done or was it just audio? Uh, just you verbally telling them? No, I had it on a piece of paper. Our, our play, what our players have. All right, so there's Dan Campbell, courtesy of DetroitLions.com. He said he had a piece of paper. Piece of paper that he showed the officials with the play drawn up before the game. Piece of paper. Now, a couple things. Number one, according to Florio in Pro Football Talk, Dan Campbell did not speak with Brad Allen when he met with the officials before the game in the meeting that takes place between both coaches separately and the officials to go over certain things. You know, stuff with the field, stuff with, 
hey, halftime's going to be a little bit longer because of Jer uh, the Jerry jo uh, Jimmy Johnson thing, whatever. Then, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, Campbell took this piece of paper and talked one-on-one -on -one with Brad Allen, the referee, separately before the game. Then Campbell just said that right there to John Macaroon, who asked the question in the press conference today. Burkett was the one from Free Press that asked him the first question. Like Campbell says, we sent over Decker, Skipper, and Sewell because if we just said if they just sent Decker over and they announced 68, there's not that deception. It's not faking anybody out. What they were hoping was they send three guys over. The official does hear Decker say, I'm reporting, announces over the loudspeaker. Number 68 is reporting. And the hope is that the other team doesn't hear it. Dan Campbell said it was so loud in the building, he didn't even hear Brad Allen say number 70 is reporting. The Lions were, the, were in the huddle. They didn't hear. The argument that, oh, well, the Lions should have had somebody stop the game. You can't just stop the game and call Brad Allen over. You're out, you don't have any timeouts left. When the Lions broke the huddle, Allen says number 70 is reporting eligible. Yes, let's say somebody in the in the press box, like the running backs coach, Montgomery, or something like that, goes, oh my God, Dan, stop the game. Tell him he said 70 by accident. But none of it, none, nobody could hear it because they're so focused. They have their headsets on. They hear the crowd. They don't even hear the referee say that. You could barely hear it on the TV broadcast. On Twitter, the Cowboys radio broadcast had it potted up that you could hear it. But regardless, that's the referee's screw up because Decker told him reporting, Skipper just ran over there. Skipper didn't say anything or touch his chest like, like people say you do when, when you say you're reporting. Skipper didn't do that. He says he didn't do that. He says he did nothing. All he did was run over there and act like he was reporting, but he didn't, which is what teams have done before. Teams act all the time. Players go in motion and act. Players fake all the time. Tight ends go down on the ground like acting, acting like they're going to block, and then they get up. Do teams go, oh, that was too deceptive. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. No, that's part of the game. Once again, the Lions got screwed and Brad Allen messed up, and there's no other way to say it. Well, there were two. it was too cute. Dan Kimmel got too cute. Too cute. Did he get too cute when they faked the punt and it worked? No, it worked. It wasn't too cute. Nobody argued that it was too cute. That's all I got to say about it now. I think the Lions, though, are in a good position right now. And I'm going to explain that coming up next right here on Locked On Lions. It's a Monday edition. I know a lot of you are still upset. We will get to uh, everything tonight right here on Locked On Lions. Locked On Lions brought to you by Prize Picks here on a Monday. Daily Fantasy Sports DFS, the best platform in North America. You got games coming up this week. You want this weekend, you want to play prize picks. It's simple. You pick two to five, two to six players, and you pick more or less than on their stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. All right. It's so much fun. And now what's cool about it is during the week, if there's no NFL, you can still play with NBA. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. 
You want to go Travis Kelsey and LeBron James. Uh, LeBron, uh, you know, like a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made by LeBron and then receptions by Kelsey. You can do that. All right. This weekend, Niners are going to be resting players. You're going to watch for some of the backups, some of their numbers. Uh, um, you know, Dolphins, Tua, big game against Miami this week. More than or less than 260 yards passing. You can bet on that at prize picks. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds and turn $10 into $250 with ease. It is that simple and it's fun. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Locked on Lions for a Monday. Lions will play the Vikings this coming Sunday, a one o'clock start at Ford Field on Fox. A lot of games being moved over to Saturday, games at night, of course, on Sunday, games at 425. <laughs> Let me tell you something. First and foremost, two things on game times. Number one, I have some sources telling me that Lions-Rams, if indeed that will be the first round matchup, will not be on Monday night football. I'm hearing that one of the four or five matchups, either Jacksonville-Cleveland or maybe Tampa-Philly, if that's what it turns out to be, it could end up being Tampa-Dallas, would be to give the one seed uh, at either the AFC or NFC a shorter week for their opponent the next weekend. That's a possibility. I'm hearing Lions-Rams probably not on Monday night. That's number one. Number two, there was a thought that maybe they would move Lions-Vikings to Saturday um, or a 425 slot this weekend. The last thing this league wants right now is to give this Lions-Brad Allen-Cowboys controversy any more legs, right? They're putting this game at 1 o'clock on a Sunday, and they're being done with it. The last thing I think they would want to do is get more in, involved with this. Now, if Lions-Cowboys happens to be a second-round matchup down in Dallas, well, they're stuck with they're stuck with it. They're going to have to have discussions about it and they're going to have to talk about it and everything else, right? But uh, um, at least for right now, that's where things stand. Lions are going to play a desperate Vikings team right now. The update for Minnesota, they don't know who's starting a quarterback. They've got three options for Sunday and they have no clue what they're going to do. Jaron Hall was horrible this past weekend. Nick Mullins two weekends ago against the Lions threw four picks. And Josh Dobbs has been banished to third string over the past three or four weeks. They could go back to Dobbs, who knows? But without Kirk Cousins, they have three quarterbacks, and today Kevin O'Connell, their head coach, said he doesn't know yet who they're going to start a quarterback Sunday against the Lions. Vikings at 7-9 and nine still have a shot at making the playoffs. They have to win. they got to hope Green Bay loses, New Orleans loses, um, Seattle loses. They need a lot of help. But they're going to be playing hard and going to be playing to win. There has been some thought that the Lions really are kind of, you know, they're probably going to be the three seed if they win on Sunday. They could still be the two if Dallas and Philly both lose. Probably not likely. But Dan Campbell said today he's playing his starters. And we have some injury updates to get to, and I'll get to in a second. He's going to be getting hopefully some players back, and he wants them on the field this Sunday for this game. The Lions are going full steam ahead like they really want this game and are going for the two seed and then hope Philly loses to the Giants. Or is it the Giants? They play the Giants, and Dallas loses to Washington. Look, week 18, anything can happen. It's just like week one. 
Week 18, all bets are off. You're going to have guys playing on other teams that are playing for contracts, that are playing for maybe a one-game shot, guys that have been elevated off the practice squad. Week 18 is a total crapshoot. It really is. But Dan Campbell says, we're not resting anybody. We're going to play. We're going to play our guys. We're going to play the regulars. We're playing to win. He doesn't want to take, again, now, if the Lions go up big on Sunday and the Vikings are a train wreck and it's 21-0, yeah, I would pull starters out. But right now, as of January 1st, Monday night, when we recording, I'm recording here, the Lions are going to play. Uh, many of you have pointed out on Twitter, and I'm going to say this right now, uh, that I said on yesterday's podcast, on the post-game pod, that Jamison Williams might have hurt himself uh, in Saturday night's game, um, dancing or running off the field and celebrating with his teammates after that 63-yard catch uh, from Jared Goff uh, the other night. Uh, I don't owe Jamison Williams an apology, but I can say on this show right now, I'll be man enough to say I was wrong, and I speculated, and I was wrong. Jamison Williams injured himself, injured both of his ankles on that catch and when he was brought down by the defender. So he has a sprained ankle. Dan Campbell, good news today, said it's minor and uh, nothing major, and they're hoping that he plays this week. And if not, if they have to rest him, they'll rest him. But yes, I did say on the Sunday pod, I can't keep my day straight, uh, that maybe he had injured himself celebrating because he got up <laughs> like it was nothing, started gyrating and dancing. And I loved it. It was a great play. And then he like zoomed off the field, like he, he sprinted to the sideline. And I thought maybe he hurt himself in that celebration, which would be kind of JMO-ish for the last two years. He's had weird injuries. He's had weird things happen. Uh, you know, it's been a it's been a wild ride for the kid. But he had a good game the other night, and he continues to improve. I see improvement. I'm happy for him. He's making plays, whether it's on reverses, long catches. He's becoming a weapon. He's growing up. So I'm just was making a point the other day. I didn't see on the actual pass play where he got injured, but as it's been pointed out on social media, it was a, a sprained ankle during that play when he got brought down um, to the turf. Oof. I mean, is this a crazy, folks, is this a freaking crazy season? What a wild, wild year. What a, what a wild year. Oh, by the way, uh, Dan Campbell did say today that Rod Wood is handling uh, stuff with the league on this uh, refereeing debacle. So, yes, I'm sure Rod is just going to, Fix everything. Um, all right. So we do have some injury updates. There are going to be some players that the Lions want to get back. Um, and that will be key for the Lions' success moving down the stretch. One in particular that I'm very excited about uh, that may excite me more than others. We will talk about that coming up next right here on Locked on Lions, a Monday edition. Thanks for making us your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. All right, but here we are with FanDuel, Bowl season, Michigan and Bama in a, in a battle tonight. All of these things, all of this stuff means it's football. And you want to be gambling and you want to have some action on the games. You got to go to FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, win or lose. The app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet. Same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. Best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash lockdown and make your first bet a layup. 
Lions opened up, what, three and a half point favorites uh, uh, this weekend against the Vikings. You want to put money down on tonight's late night game, Texas and uh, and Washington. All of that at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best. All right. Go to the app. Check it out. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, folks, Monday night edition, Locked on Lions. Hope everybody is uh, calm and relaxed. Look, Lions are still in good in good shape. But boy, oh boy, it certainly looks like uh, we're going to see the Rams, doesn't it, for the 3-6. Rams just win this weekend against a San Francisco team that's resting a lot of people. And the Lions win, but Philly or Dallas wins. It looks like Matthew Stafford's coming back. So as I said on Twitter the other day, is that Hank Winchester's music? Because you know Hank's going to have that Kelly Stafford interview. Ooh, baby, you know that exclusive's coming on Local 4. Oh, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, all right, what are we doing here? We are... Doo -doo 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 -doo. All right, so um, injuries. Yes, sorry about that. This weekend, there's a chance Dan Campbell is hopeful C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Aleem McNeil, and Jason Cabinda all return for Week 18 against the Vikings. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, of course, is coming back from uh, um, uh, that, that core injury and everything else that he's gone through. Um, and it appears, Dan Campbell, quote, we'd love to, love to get C.J. involved. He keeps saying on his uh, Instagram that he's coming back. That would be just awesome to get Gardner Johnson back. The one I'm excited about is Aline McNeil. Aline McNeil, of course, um, uh, was out with a knee injury and was on injured reserve the last four weeks, but now is eligible to return this week. According to Dan Campbell, quote, love to get Mac involved. Uh, it's Monday, but that's what's tentatively in my head. It's been trending upwards. Campbell remains optimistic that they could get him back. Jason Cabinda, of course, the fullback, has also been out for a while. Um, he's fine, could be coming back. He's not on the active roster as of right now. And Sam Laporte is okay despite twisting his ankle. As I said before, Jamison Williams' ankle. Day-to-day, uh, -day, nothing significant, according to Dan Campbell. Here's the big one, though. I think this team is different and better when Ali McNeil is on the field. We could talk about the secondary and how poor they've been this year and the need to get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back. And I get that. And the Lions do need him back. And I don't know how they're going to play him and how they're going to do it with Branch and Gardner-Johnson and, and Melifanu because they're all kind of playing the same spot, kind of the nickel corner slash safety hybrid. They need an outside corner. This team is going to be drafting a cornerback. You can, you can bet money on it. They're going to be drafting a corner in the first or second round, maybe multiple corners this coming April. They just are. Lions need another corner. They thought they had Emmanuel Mosley. They thought they had Jerry Jacobs healthy and playing better. He's been benched and hasn't been healthy. Cam Sutton's out there right now. He's not 100%, and he had a really poor game this past week. So right now, it's Kendall Vildor that really has been that second corner, and they've tried Khalil Dorsey. They haven't even put Will Harris on the field. I get all that. Getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson back would be fantastic. But Aleem McNeil is a difference maker. When we get to the playoffs, you got to win up front. You got to be disruptive. And I think Aleem McNeil makes this defensive line 
so much better. Now, to the Lions' credit, last few weeks, the run defense has been improved. It's been better. Benito Jones seems to be playing at a higher level. Alu-Alu got got some minutes and some snaps the other day. He was out there in the fourth quarter, uh, ironically enough. Um, I know they've tried Onzerike and others. Isaiah Bugs looks like he's back in the good graces of the coaching staff. But Lee McNeil, to me, is a difference maker, both against the run and against the pass. So if they can get him back and get those guys all on the field this, this Sunday, McNeil and Gardner Johnson get a game under their belt, I think that would be a huge boost for this defense. I didn't get to say it enough the other night because I was angry or the other morning, Sunday morning, about Saturday night and the officiating circus. But future head coach Aaron Glenn and his defense did a pretty darn good job against the Cowboys. Yes, I get it. There were some breaks. Dallas fumbled out of the back of the end zone um, uh, on that catch. I I get it, the touchback. But the Lions holding Dallas to 20 points when they averaged 40 at home, um, making tackles, getting to the quarterback, Hutch with the three sacks. Defense played pretty well. Hopefully they can build on this. And again, they're going to be playing with serious emotion and fire now. They feel wronged. They feel like they were done dirty by the officials. And so now they're going to be laser focused. Their antennas are going to be up and they're fired up. And I think they're going to take it out on the Vikings this weekend, no matter if it's Mullins, Dobbs, uh, um, uh, Hall, Tarkington, Randall Cunningham, Warren Moon. They could put out any Vikings quarterback. I don't think it's going to matter this week. I think the Lions are going to win there, go in there and, uh, and destroy Minnesota, actually, and end the Viking season. I think the Lions would love to do that and finish with 12 wins and get some momentum going into the playoffs. All right, we'll get the crossover with uh, our good friend Luke Braun on Thursday, working on a couple of guests for the next couple of days. This has been a Monday edition of Locked on Lions right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.